Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. Anyone can just start screaming about microchips and Jewish space lasers, but it's our mission to remove the bull and get down to what's real. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with Mike Palm and Mike Pritchard. Now here's your host, Timmy Abbefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. It's a great day to be alive, and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside to the VEASAN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. This is the Lombardi Line. Femi Abebefe alongside Mike Pritchard, former NFL player, played nearly a decade in the league. Now VEASAN analyst, also a former first-round pick for the Atlanta Falcons and a national champion with the Colorado Buffaloes. Pritch, welcome back off the bye, buddy. Oh, thank you very How much. You doing? I'm doing great. <laughs> now I know why there's bye weeks. <laughs> but I tell you what, uh, bye weeks, just uh, they just recharge, right? You just recharge, uh-huh. refresh, and uh, the kind of vacation, the kind of, oh, excuse me, the kind of bye week I had was, <laughs> was awesome. Caught himself. I did. Kind of, kind of vacation. I, I mean, bye week. Yep, yep, yep. It was uh, not a work by a week, but certainly got some stuff, got some stuff done, but uh, go. I really enjoyed ourselves though. It was awesome. That's awesome. Good. That's yeah. good to know the Pritch over there down in Mexico. Yes. Getting after it. We love it, but we're, <laughs> we're glad to have you back though. Yeah. You better be ready for some, some spicy takes now. I'm very you, you ready had a, you for had a whole spicy week. takes. Yes. had a whole week to rest up. Yep. Now we need some yep. takes here I got on the Lombardi line. So we're going to have a lot of fun as you guys can tell over the next couple hours. A couple guests that we have joining us starting in 45 minutes. Connor Allen, sports betting manager over at 4 for 4. He will join us to break down some of his prop plays also has a side bet as well in the National Football League. Then at 2.30 Eastern, 11.30 Pacific, Michael Felder, college football analyst, will join us to break down the marquee matchups in college football. The month has turned, the calendar I should say, has turned to November, which is a big month, the final month of the regular season. So we'll break down all the big matchups with Michael Felder. We'll also ask him a little bit of Heisman because this Mm. is a very pivotal week Mm -hmm. in the Heisman Trophy race. We'll get into that a little bit later on in the program. But let's start, Pritch, with the game we saw last night. (laughs) This one Another classic Tomlin voodoo primetime game. Pittsburgh Steelers defeat the Tennessee Titans 20 to 16. When you look at the box score, it's like, okay, evenly matched game. But uh, Pittsburgh offensively a little bit slow, but they found themselves in the fourth quarter and they go ahead and get the victory to improve to five and three. Yeah, no doubt that this game was going to be determined in the fourth quarter. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I don't I didn't bet it, uh, but certainly uh, there, there's two ways to go. You know, filing, finding good numbers. I mean, I thought there was a three and a half out there certainly earlier. And then was it uh, two and a half? So yep. uh, that's not bad. Or the other side, if you had a teaser leg too, that's not bad either, right? I mean, these two teams, style style makes a fight. Uh, and these two teams, to me, are identical from a profile standpoint. Uh, and this game was going to be, turn, be determined in the fourth quarter and who's going to make the plays. And uh, it, it wound up that it's going to be the home team in Pittsburgh. And so advantage them for that, uh, especially with the quarterback on the other side. Uh, and Tomlin's record against a, a rookie a quarterback. And, it, you know, thinking about that, too, and thinking about what everybody says about Tomlin and rookie quarterbacks, it's all about the Pittsburgh Steeler way uh, and that zone blitzing defense. And, and how much is a rookie quarterback going to understand that or know about it? And I tell you what, <laughs> Levis did a nice job in some areas um, uh, identifying it and certainly mm-hmm. communicating with the offensive line, which which kept them on on, on pace. It kept them uh, ahead of the chain sometimes, and you know it kept them in a in a situation where they can make plays, right? Uh, but but you know down the stretch, uh, Pittsburgh was just too much uh, with that defense, though. 
Yeah, the, the defense of Pittsburgh, they're able to dominate the line of scrimmage. Also, mm-hmm. Titans had a number of guys that felt like, especially in the first half, every other drive, they were losing an offensive lineman to injury. Right. A guy was down. It's just like, goodness gracious, are they going to be able to make it through this entire game? Now, I know a couple of those guys were able to make it back. But, mm-hmm. I mean, the big stat from last night's game, I mean, Adam Schefter of ESPN tweeted it out yesterday uh, evening that the Steelers at 5-3 and three are the 34th team since 1933 when rushing and receiving stats were first tracked to be outgained in each of their first eight games of a season. They're the only one of those teams, though, to have a winning record. Also, the Steelers, the only team this season to be outgained in every single game. They've been outgained by 790 yards. The second worst team is only the Broncos at 830. Obviously, the Dolphins game skewing that yeah. the Broncos just a little bit. But how about that? The only team this year to be outgained in every single game. And here they are at five and three. Well, you want some hot takes, right? Let's you get want it. Some spicy takes. Let's get it. I mean, these stats are just incomplete, though. Ooh, okay, talk Aren't to they, me. I mean, I, I get me. it. You you want to find a stat or, or uh, unearth a stat from 1933 or whatever? <laughs> uh, go for it. Do it. I mean, and this co- this correlates with betting too. It's like you can you can have all the sheets. You know, you can Paul Howard it. Have sheets all over the desk, right? <laughs> we love you, Paul. <laughs> we love. I love Paul Howard. I do. But you can have sheets all over the desk with all kind of data information, or you can simplify it. Like, I get it. Their offense is struggling. We know that. There's a lot of offenses struggling. There's 13 backup quarterbacks right now. Uh, And then extrapolate that to quality of play at the quarterback position. Is that back to 1933? Do you want to do that? Or or do you just want to look at the defense and say, look, the last three games, last four games, really the Steelers' defense has held opponents to just under 18 points a game. You're going to – I don't care if if your offense does stink, which – Pittsburgh's offense stinks. Yep. If your defense is holding teams to barely over 15 points a game, field goals basically, then you're going to have a chance to win in the fourth quarter. And if you if you really look at it, um, there's a lot of teams out there that are holding uh, offenses right around 15 points in games. The Jets, Denver, the last three games, Baltimore, right? Seattle, Kansas City, Houston, uh, Cincinnati, Cincinnati's improvement. But it's, it's that stat to me or is that – phase of the game, keeping teams out of the end zone and high-fiving everybody because you're going to force that offense to kick a field goal. That, to me, is more important than some um, exotic stat that you know, everybody's <laughs> floating around on Twitter. It sounds good. It looks good. It reads yeah. good. But uh, it doesn't matter to me in terms of my betting, though. Yeah, it just it's just funny because I mean last night also it's a little bit skewed. The Titans got a lot of those yards in the final drive of the game. Right. The Steelers were giving up those yards, saying, "Hey, all we have to do is protect the end zone, and we win the football game." So that's how the Titans were able to yep. outgain Pittsburgh because they outgained him. It was three forty to three twenty six. Yeah. So Pittsburgh, it's it's a little bit skewed from last <laughs> night, but it is just funny to it see. Is. It's like wow, like they've really been outgained in every single game, yet they have a winning record. Get this for another stat though, Pritch. This mm-hmm. one from Benjamin Solak over at the Ringer. The Steelers are five and three, and if you flip the result of every one score game that they played in they'd be 0 and 8 sure sure <laughs> like it's, but but that goes to show you about like the fourth quarter they get the game to the fourth right. quarter and they figure out the plays to go ahead and win the game exactly and that's the Steeler way that's the formula that's been a formula for a long time certainly it's been a Mike Tomlin uh, formula but i think it's a formula this year in the National Football League because watching the games and just studying it too between the 20s, Femi, teams are okay. Yeah, you guys want to move the ball. Yeah. But inside the red zone, that's when things get difficult. That's when teams say, look, we got an advantage. Um, you know, teams that can't run the football at will, teams that are not physical, uh, okay, as a defense, we're good. We, we got pass rushers. We got people that can clog up lanes. And we, we got athlete, athletes uh, in the back end and the back in the end zone, too. So I think teams have adopted that philosophy that – between the 20s, okay, you got it. You got all that real estate. We get it. But inside the red zone and, and where, where we need to prevent you from scoring touchdown, minus four, uh, and make you kick a field goal, that's when we're going to clamp down. Yeah, and the Steelers, they got Cam Hayward back last mm-hmm. night for their defense. They were without Minka Fitzpatrick. We've still yet to see Watt, Highsmith, Hayward, Fitzpatrick yeah. play since week one. And in that game, Hayward got hurt early on against the 49ers. So when they get their whole defense back healthy, like this defense has another level. I know. They can get to, which is kind of scary for those teams in the AFC North. I mean, the AFC North, probably the toughest division by far in all of football, every single team above 500. And now Cincinnati now has their resurgence. We'll get into the Bengals and Bills game a little bit later. But yep. let's talk about the Titans side of things mm-hmm. here. Tennessee 
Tennessee, they lose the game 20 to 16, only one touchdown. But Will Levis was really impressive last night. 22 of 39, 262 yards. He did throw the interception at the end of the game, but just trying to make a play there. Uh, I thought Levis, I mean, on a short week, first road start in that environment, it was pretty good. It was really good, to be honest with you. I mean, like you said, in, in that environment on against that team, uh, against what that defense is going to do to you with the zone blitzing and all the created looks and stuff and uh, the match, the matchup with uh, Jory Porter Jr. and, and D-Hop, that yeah, was going to happen. That was fun. Uh, but, you know, Levis, he gives you growth. Uh, and, and this is where I think teams get themselves in trouble because of young quarterbacks or whatever. Like, I get it. You want to go with a game manager or somebody you're familiar with, like, like a Tannehill or whatever, and, okay, they're not going to make mistakes, but they're not going to give you growth, though. Uh, and so, therefore, you're <laughs> stale and predictable. Uh, and now you're, you're, you know, you're forced to do smoke and mirrors like Tennessee was forced to do. Now, on the road, uh, they haven't played very well uh, for a while, and, but Levis gave them hope. It gave those players on that, on that field hope. Uh, and and I, I think that's a that's a that's a shot of adrenaline, really. Yeah. Uh, especially from a player's point of view. So, no, Levis is on the right track. I, I think his his attitude is perfect for this style of offense too. Um, and an attitude from outwardly, uh, what we've seen about Levis. I mean, I don't know the man, but but certainly, you know, being drafted and where he was, his slide and all this stuff, and just some comments that he said before. I think he can handle all that because he's going to need to handle the spotlight, right, uh, Femi, as he gets more and more popular and more and more pressure is applied to him. But I, th I think he's on the right path. He absolutely is on the right path. Herb Street, he, he illustrated something that was interesting to me about mm. that one play uh, towards the end of the game, you know, he's picking up his own blitz and all this stuff, and he threw the hot route uh, because he's redirecting traffic at the line of scrimmage, which he did, and it was perfect. But he can elevate that with a different side of protection and then have a running back one-on-one -on -one with a linebacker. So he'll get to that stuff, right? Yeah. He'll, that'll come from film study and you shouldn't expect that kind of thing right now. But when that does happen, this kid could probably look special. I just call him a kid, even though he's a young man. <laughs> yeah, he's like, what, 23, 24 <laughs> years old? Who knows how old he is? Maybe they're all kids now at this right, point. Right. But yeah, no, I, I thought it was really impressive. And I don't see, if you're Tennessee, how you can go back to Ryan Tannehill. Like, like no. Tannehill was like in conversation for coming back in this game, but it's mm -hmm. like the ankle isn't quite there. In two games, it's like, hey, this guy is just as good as Tannehill right now and is probably going to be better on in the future. Like, you need to figure out what you have in Will Levis right. the rest of this 2023 season. This is how good he is. They made everybody, he made everybody forget about Malik Willis. <laughs> like, who? Malik who? <laughs> Malik, what you talking about? Where is Willis? <laughs> who, who is that? <laughs> right? I yep. mean, that's how you know when somebody's good, when they make you forget about other people. Like, he, he, Malik, well, okay, we can't, are we going to try to trade him? What are we going to do here, right? I mean, move him to a different, when you have a player that's able to do that, then, then you have something. Yeah, maybe there is hope in Nashville with the Tennessee Titans. They may have found themselves a future quarterback in Will Levis. Played pretty impressive last night in defeat. 20-16 to 16 Steelers got the win. On the other side, we're going to figure out what the hell is happening in Cleveland and who's starting in the quarterback <laughs> for the Cardinals and the Browns game. We'll also get the Pritch's perspective, the pro's perspective here on the Lombardi line. We're just getting warmed up here on VCD Sports Betting Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. We break open modern day conspiracies and tell you which elements may be the real deal. Like, did Bill Gates use COVID vaccines to microchip us all? We all do have tracking devices. Mm -hmm. We carry them around. We spend a lot of money on them. And what's actually on Hunter Biden's laptop? You are talking to the guy that has three of Hunter Biden's laptops and cell phone. And what did the deep state build under Denver airport? 
Do you think there are secret bunkers? That's just on my list of questions I have about Jesse Ventura. It's our mission to get to the heart of these conspiracy theories and figure out the why, the how, and especially the if. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with Mike Palm and Mike Pritchard. Now here's your host, Timmy Abbafe, on VSN, the sports betting network. Become a VSN Pro subscriber today and get a daily email recapping all the best bets from our show hosts and guests. You'll also get unlimited access to our slash picks page. Sort picks by sport, matchup, event date, and more. For VSN Pro picks, betting splits, betting guides, plus 24 7 video access, become a VSN Pro subscriber today. Sign up and now and get access to everything we do through May, th- through May 1st, I should say. For only $120 at vsun.com slash subscribe. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line hanging out with you guys at the Circle Resort and Casino. Mike Pritchard, Femi Abebefe here on a football Friday. Our buddy Mike Palm, we're not going triple option today. He is uh, on assignment in Illinois mm-hmm. over at, at Wrigley Field uh, to go ahead and watch that at Northwestern. Is it Northwestern Iowa? Is that the game? That's Yeah, Northwestern and Iowa. God bless him for going to, mm-hmm. to that game. Uh, total, I think, is at 17 right now. <laughs> well, <laughs> Slight it's exaggeration. It's a good thing that it's in that city, though, because uh, yeah. there's a lot more to do. <laughs> that, that game could put you to sleep. Going to go by the Bean? Yeah, <laughs> Millennium Park? <laughs> Maybe. I still need to get out to Chicago. Yes. I, I've never been. But oh. it's, on, it's on my list of uh, cities that I need to go to. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. Let's talk a little bit about the news, though, outside of Cleveland, because we did see the market start to move about a half hour ago, and that's mm-hmm. because the Browns have said that Deshaun Watson will be the starting quarterback on Sunday as they take on the Arizona Cardinals. Browns now out to nine-point favorites, total sitting at 38 in what is expected to be a low score scoring game on the Arizona side. We're expecting it to be Clayton Toon, barring some sort of surprise, but uh, it looks like Clayton Toon will be making his first start as a rookie on the road against that Browns defense with the spread at nine. Uh, could be an ugly one in Northeast. Oh, Ohio. it will be an ugly one. <laughs> I mean, who's a backup quarterback? I mean, it's, it might be Kyler Murray, I guess. I don't know. Dr- uh, Jake oh, Driscoll. Oh, is it Jeff, Jeff Driscoll? Oh, oh, okay. Is it Jeff? I thought oh, it was yeah. Drake. <laughs> or Jake. <laughs> Some Driscoll. Um, Drizzy Driscoll. Yeah. He's the, he's the backup. But the news, like, I, I, this is where you want to anticipate something like this. Because, one, you're laying a big number to begin with. Um, you're going to fade the Cardinals. Everybody's been doing that all year, I believe. Um, but obviously the news of Deshaun Watson or the pressure of him having to have to play like, man, you got a guaranteed contract. So uh, you could rip up your shoulder. You got a guaranteed contract. <laughs> the money's still going to be there. <laughs> the money's going to be there. If, even if you can't play again ever. Uh, and that's ultimately what a player wants. And it's the reason why the, the owners, they don't want to give guaranteed contracts. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, there's a difference between pain and injury. We know that. Go to North Dallas 40. That movie way back in the 70s will tell you that. But at some point, you have to also capture um, your teammates. Uh, and PJ been out there balling. Um, I, I think we've seen an, another level, too, with this offense. Uh, and so the pressure was mounting in my mind that Deshaun had to get back out there on the field. Uh, and if you anticipated that, obviously you got a better number than one now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it's it, that was an automatic fade to Cardinals play to begin with. And I don't care who was that quarterback. Yeah, I think this was as low as seven in favor yeah. of Cleveland now out to nine. But based on what we've seen from Deshaun Watson so far this season, like Titans game removed because he played really well in that game. Mm-hmm. Has there been a big difference between Watson and P.J. Walker this year? No, not in my mind. I mean, yeah. I, I think and that's the thing, like, you know, 
at some point, the fellas in the locker room are going to be like, hey, we're, we're, we're doing okay with this guy. Yeah. Uh, and, and so if we're not doing okay with the other guy, why is the other guy playing? And that's what I meant by pressure. Um, and, I, you know, the relationships for Deshaun in that locker room, I don't know where they are, to be honest with you. Um, and, and I think that's important, too, if you think Cleveland's going to make a run. Study, look at the insiders, find out all the information you can about the relationships between those players and what's happening in that locker room and the quarterbacks uh, in that situation. They certainly have a, a roster that's ready to compete for a Super Bowl, but the quarterback play has been a, eh, not so great there. And right. P.J. Walker, he's played all right in relief, had the bad turnover at the end of the game against the Seahawks, but uh, mm-hmm. I guess that's to be expected from a backup quarterback. All right, let's get to the pros perspective here while we have a little bit of time in this segment. And speaking of relationships in the locker room, the Las Vegas Raiders earlier this week went ahead and fired head coach Josh McDaniels and general manager Dave Ziegler. And obviously... A lot of people have been calling for this. Raider fans had been calling for this. And earlier this week, yesterday, I believe, I believe it was when Devontae Adams had his media availability talking with reporters. He had this to say about the change at the top. Don't get it confused. We not. It's not a celebration that we, you know, we have a new coach and you know there's, there's been changes made. We obviously, I think it was time, um, one way or the one way or the other, it was time for some sort of change, um, just to bring a little juice in and and you know revitalize the team a little bit. And I think it's more of a mindset that we're trying to, um, you know, not force but just have moving forward to to just be as positive as possible. You know, and we do have a change, so there's more of a a reason, like a definitive shift. You know, we have we have a, a thing put in place now where we can say, all right, well, you know, things are different now, but we got an opportunity to change it. So I think that's kind of the mindset we're having, just, you know, trying to have fun and enjoy our time in this building. Because I think, you know, as we speak to each other, it's been too much of um, just this has just been feeling like work too much and not having enough fun. Wow. (laughs) It's been feeling like work too much. Oh, boy. Well, they'll now have Antonio Pierce as their interim head coach, obviously a former player with the New York Giants. Um, From your perspective, having been in the locker room, it sounds like Devontae Adams said that we just need a fresh start there at the top there. Like, how do you interpret what he had to say? We need to have fun. We need to have a fresh. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the goals are from a team standpoint for this season. I know what individual goals are now. I mean, AP Anthony, Antonio Pierce, he wants to be head coach. That's his goal. Um, champ, champ, he wants to be a GM, uh, not an interim. Um, that's his goal. Devontae wants to be somewhere else because <laughs> I want to have fun while I'm here. Did you hear that? He said it. While, while I'm here in this building. Um, again, there was nothing about, hey, we're still in it, which they kind of are. You know, they got two games. Yeah. Uh, you know, they can get back to 500. Uh, two home games, by the way. I say they're just they're just two games out of the seventh yeah. seed. Um, but but this is an interesting week though because you're doing it on a short week too. And I don't know if anybody's really mentioned that they played Monday night. Okay, we got a coach fired uh, Tuesday, and then okay Wednesday, uh, what are we doing? <laughs> Who's calling plays? <laughs> you know what yeah. what philosophy does that guy have? And we got a rookie quarterback going in. So that's where I'm at with this game. And it's interesting with, from a line standpoint because the Giants stink. But uh, I'll go back to the Giants in, in the last three games. They're only allowing 11 points a game. Uh, we know that the Raiders can't score. So this, I don't know if this is a toss-up situation or not. Uh, it could be because, you know, J- Daniel Jones and the Giants from that perspective, perspective. But for the Raiders and everything, this upheaval, uh, it's not settling. But it's every man for themselves right now. You know, it, I don't know how many people feel like on that roster right now that they're going to be a Raider next year because you have no idea what direction this franchise is going to go in next year. Well, wouldn't that then motivate guys to be able to put out as good a tape as possible? Sure. It's, like, it's like this could be kind of like an audition the final 10 weeks of the season here to where maybe this gives you a little bit of a bump there for this Raider. Team. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I think along the line, AP's going to win some games that he's not supposed to win or the Raiders are not supposed to win. But. I, you know, I don't know how quickly they put together everything that needs to happen in this game for them to win. Like all of, all of a sudden, it's Josh Jacobs going to break out and have 150 yards rushing <laughs> when they couldn't run the ball in the first place. Yeah, it's doubtful. Right. But go back to the beginning of the year when when they didn't solidify one of their best players with a contract situation. That I mean, that's on Josh Jacobs and Ziegler. Uh, they, there's no way Hunter Renfro should be averaging more per year than Josh Jacobs. Yeah. But and, and Hunter Renfro can't even get on the field. So they have a lot of issues to iron out on a short week after firing a head coach. Can emotion carry that through? 
because everybody's saying the right thing. I'm going to run through a wall for AP, uh, Pierce, uh, the head coach, which, okay. But how many times are you going to have to run through a wall, though, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and how difficult is this game going to be or is things going to get, get so much easier for you on the field that you're just going to coast through this game? There's going to be a ton of emotion uh, in this game for the players uh, on the Raiders' side. But from an execution standpoint, I- I'm just afraid of backing that right now. Yeah, I, I think this week is what the betting market is anticipating them running through the wall because okay. they're still favored right now. One and a half point favorites where we're sitting at circuits, a two point spread. But I think over the long haul, I'm skeptical about this working out. Like, mm. like I don't see this being like, oh, the Raiders are not. It's not going to be the Basaccia situation right. to where they, they fired Gruden and then all of a sudden made the playoffs. Like, yeah. I don't anticipate that. I think, but in a one week sa- sample size, maybe they do get up for this week like it's a Super Bowl because they want to go out there and play hard and be like, hey, like, we're still a talented team or, or we still have good players and like all that stuff. Well, so. I will say this about that situation, Basaccia. They had an unbelievable leader and Derek Carr. I mean, Derek Carr held that team together. Uh, and, you know, that, that's probably t- the biggest reason why they made a playoff run, to be honest with you. Um, Derek Carr is no longer there. They don't have a leader. Who's the leader? Is it Max Crosby? I don't think. Is it? It's not Devontae. Devontae wants to be in New York. <laughs> um, Devontae is looking at homes in, in Manhattan. Sure. I, I mean, is is Ape, is Antonio Pierce going to be the guy that emerges as the true leader on this team? Because they don't have one. They thought Jimmy G could be it, but he's not it. So I don't know what's going to keep the team gelled together if if they ever have been gelled because nobody's talking about team goals. No, no, there's nothing from that standpoint that tells me that this team uh, is all of a sudden going to be unified. Well, Vic Tafer, who covers the Raiders for the Athletic, the columnist out there, said that happiest locker room ever is what he said yesterday on Twitter. So uh, it appears that the vibes are high, and Max Crosby said it's going to be a movie on Sunday. Yeah, happy so. can also be lack of discipline. It could also be that. Sunday <laughs> afternoon, we'll find out which one it is. All right, we'll talk more about the marquee matchups on the other side. This is the Lombardi Line. This is the Lombardi Line with Mike Palm and Mike Pritchard. Now here is your host, Timmy Abbefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. College basketball tips off on Monday, and now is the time to get your copy of our annual betting guide. This year's guide includes Matt Humans' top 25 rankings. Who could be this season's Florida Atlantic? All 32 conference previewed, wooden award candidates, futures, and season-long prop bets. The only way to get the guide is to become a Visa Pro subscriber. Sign up now for just $120 and get Visa Pro access to everything we do until May 1st. That's a call college basketball season long, March Madness, and beyond for only $120. Sign up today at vsin.com slash subscribe. Boy, the sports equinox has been hidden. I know we had Major League Baseball that ended the other night there. Congratulations to the Texas Rangers. But now, as Major League Baseball ends, welcome back, college hoops. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a great time to be alive, as we always say at the top of the show here. Femi Bebefe, Mike Pritchard, this is the Lombardi Line, hanging out with you guys at the Circa Resort and Casino. Before we break down some of these marquee games, wanted to play this soundbite from Washington Commanders head coach Ron Rivera. The Commanders were active at the trade deadline trading not one but two of their marquee edge rushers, Montez Sweat to the Bears, Chase Young to the San Francisco 49ers, and Rivera was asked as this kind of signaling sort of uh, a a, a tank job the rest of the way. Well, here was his response earlier this week to the Washington media. On the outside, people are going to look at like, oh, you're three and five. They're getting rid of two of their, you know, better talents. Are they starting to, uh, like, lack of a better phrase, pun on the season? And so how no. would you address and how would you? No, what I would say is, you know, based on some of the things that we've seen and, and some of the growth and development we have, it's an opportunity to see what else we have. It's, it's an opportunity to go out and, you know, win football games using different guys. And, and, and we feel that we have an, an opportunity to go out and play and play well. <laughs> win football games using different guys. That's yeah. a hell of a line there. Um, can you translate what Rivera is saying in your in your opinion? Yeah, that question is for Martin Mayhew. <laughs> that was that that question was not for me uh, because I have no control over that. Right? It's not like yeah. Rivera's up there uh, orchestrating trades uh, in that regard. Um, this is what I know. He fired a D line coach last year, Sam Mills, and Sam Mills has been with them since Carolina, uh, and he fired him last year on a difference of philosophy. Like, how does that happen when you know the guy? <laughs> Um, Why would you have him on the staff if there's a difference in philosophy? Sure, exactly. Um, and then, you know, the offseason, he kind of separated himself um, from what was going on on the offensive side of the ball. And, and now you're casting off talents. 
or or your GM is casting off talents uh, for draft picks and to rebuild this thing or to build it in a different way. Uh, and to me, a, a different way is the fact that you're not willing to do what you need to do and get rid of your defense coordinator. Um, so I don't know if Rivera and, and uh, Jack Del Rio attached at the hip maybe at this point, uh, but bo- both of those guys are, are going to go out the door the same way, right? Yeah. If, if not the entire staff at this point. But there's always a chance to have different guys and the guys stepped up. We just talked about the Raiders. You know, is, is there enough in that locker room for those fellas to believe in each other that, hey, we get our opportunity now, and now as a team, we're going to start winning games? Or is this my opportunity to help my situation with my contract? You know, so I got to see it to believe it in terms of these better, these players, these new players or these different players performing better than Sweat and, and, and Young. Right. Yeah. I, I think the insider that I believe Diana Rossini over at The Athletic was reporting. She's worked in that area as well. I think with NBC mm-hmm. Washington, like way back in the day. But she said that the decision to make these two trades was from ownership, mm. which is like kind of the, what like Michael Lombardi and I had been sort of talking about uh, a couple of weeks ago. I believe it was last week when we were discussing the trade deadline. It's that like, hey, like I was talking, to, I was asking Michael, I was like, do you think Chase Young and Montez what would be traded? He's like, well, Rivera doesn't have incentive to trade them. Like he's trying right. to win and keep his job. Right. Well, maybe this trade, not necessarily a signal of hunting the season, but a signal of the Rivera Del Rio regime is coming to an end. Well, it's, it's, it's a smoke signal. It's, yeah. it's definitely signals. I um, might see a little bit of fire too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean these, these are, these are new signals uh, on top of other signals, but no, I, yeah, if, if I think ownership, like what is this ownership group really going to know about the evaluation of players or is Mayhew who's a GM like say look this is what's going on and this is what's different and because I mean I, I think from an executive standpoint there's always there's always differences right I mean ownership and uh, then you got the executive side and you got the football operations and all this stuff and uh, I, Rivera has not had a winning season since he's been there he's won a division but it's been with a losing record uh, that year so Obviously, I think the ownership will be unhappy with what's going on in the direction of everything. Um, but in order to make those trades, it's, it's that executive side that, that's calling around the league and certainly putting those trades together, those deals together. Yeah, no, it's interesting times in Washington. I, I think that this is probably the, the signal of the end mm. for Ron Rivera. Yeah. The fact that yeah. they made these trades. It's like, hey, we're going to keep the future in mind. We don't care about you trying to save your job. We're looking at the future and in their future, they didn't see Montez Sweat and Chase Young being a part of that. Right. So uh, unless the unless they start, if they, can they get hot? Can they yeah. can they beat down the Patriots and, and get hot? Um, you know, that whole bump, you know, new guys, fresh bodies in there, you know, that kind of thing. I, I'm not, I, I'd rather take the, the path of let me see it before I believe it. 100%. Well, let's get to some of these marquee matchups today. We have a fantastic slate in the NFL yeah. this week. A marquee game in each of the four windows, because welcome back to the international games. I know. <laughs> Got to get up bright and early here on the West Coast, but nobody feels sorry for us here. But the games will start 9.30 Eastern, 6.30 Pacific over in Germany, where the Miami Dolphins will take on the Kansas City Chiefs. Both teams sitting at 6-2. and two. Winner will have the best record in the AFC. Right now, KC, two-point favorites over at DraftKings. Total 50 and a half. Uh, it's a Tyreek Hill revenge game. Unfortunately, <laughs> that was not at Arrowhead Stadium. It's at Deutsche Bank Park in Germany. Yeah, yeah. A lot of headlines about Tyreek, but uh, to me, it's about matchups now. Uh, and in, in particular, this this game, I, I think we're in a month in November and scheme is scheme is what the scheme is, you know, and, and toughness is going to be toughness. Can Miami run the football? Can they block Chris Jones? Can they do all that kind of thing? And we'll find out. Um, but to me, you know, Jalen Ramsey coming back uh, you take away Travis Kelsey because he's been playing an inside for a minute, for a long time. And uh, I know Kelsey improvises a lot. He adjusts a lot. But. Uh, if Ramsey is highly comfortable playing an inside, uh, and the thing about playing nickelback on the inside too is you don't break down your defense if you're matching up with a nickelbacker. Uh, Aeneas Williams made the Hall of Fame as a nickelbacker, but but he was a starter. Yep. But he played inside, uh, you know, and he took away so much. Uh, Carnell Lake, you're familiar with him from from the Seattle area uh, with Pittsburgh. I mean, there's so many guys that they don't get the recognition until the end of their career when you look at the numbers and look at the impact. Uh, of what they are now and Jalen Ramsey on the inside 
that to me, that's going to neutralize a lot of things from Travis Kelsey's standpoint. So Kansas City's going to have to figure that out. I said this earlier in the week on, on the network. I, I believe it was Gil uh, Alexander's show in, uh, in terms of teasing the dog look like a play for me. Uh, whether it's going, I didn't know what the market was going to do with this game, but uh, teasing a dog in this situation looks like the only way to go for me. Because you don't see this ever being a blowout or anything like that. Like, because like, it, it is a high total for T. Like, 50, 50 and a half is our consensus total here. Usually they say, like, you want a little bit, little bit lower of a total here. But if you think this is going to be competitive within a, a possession either way, then yeah. maybe the teaser is the way to go. Yeah, I mean, it profiles to me as a divisional type of game. I mean, I, I think. Um, you know, when you look at the matchups out there, and that's what I do at this time of year, you know, game situation, uh, I'll factor that in. Uh, quarterback comparison, okay, there really isn't one. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, Tua, if he's on rhythm on time, he's hard to stop, Yep. right? Um, and that's going to neutralize any type of pass rush or any type of exotic defense that Spags wants to put out there, too. Uh, and then unit matchup, you know, offensive line versus defensive front or, or defensive front versus whichever way you want to look at it. Um, and then individual matchups. And, and that's what I want to focus on right now, because I, I think for this game to be different, individuals are going to have to step up. And, and I think Miami and their playmakers, there, there's so many out there. Uh, and I think that's going to be difficult for, for my situation and what I'm looking at from a teaser standpoint for, for Kansas City just to shut down. Yeah, no, it's I, I can't wait to see this game. I don't have a an opinion in terms of betting the game. Like I thought like Chiefs is a short favorite. Mm-hmm. Can't be three because that's it's a lot of points yeah. on a neutral field there. Because that is the kind of thing. If you're Kansas City, you, you sort of luck out like this game being in in Germany and not at Arrowhead Stadium. Because mm-hmm. if it's at Arrowhead, like this is Chiefs three, I feel like. But the fact that it's on a neutral now we get two, which if you're the Dolphins, uh, that's, that's a nice little uh, hat tip from, to, to the league there to get you a hookup like that. Right. But I, this is such a pivotal game just in terms of the AFC, like both teams at six and two. The winner likely has the inside track on the number one seed in the AFC because Cincinnati and and uh, Buffalo are at mm-hmm. three losses. I mean, Baltimore is also in the question. We can't forget about the Ravens. They're also at two losses as well. But if you're able to get this victory and then have the tiebreaker as well come January, that's going to be big as to who's going to be hosting these games come in the playoff time. Right. Like, we expect these teams to be there. Right. It's a great point. And that's why I focus on matchups because I think from a coaching standpoint, they want to – feature matchups and, or yeah. or find advantages if they can, right? Um, and, and I know I, maybe people are using this too, that, okay, Miami against good teams, they haven't really shown up. And maybe yeah. people are looking at that and maybe that's factoring in the number two or the market is. Uh, but like your, your point is so valid because this is a game where Miami has to show up. Because I think Miami's curious about how good they are. And now that Vic Fangio is getting pieces back, maybe Xavier, maybe. Uh, but Jalen Ramsey out there, he's going to be able to do a lot more with that defense now. Yeah. Big week for Miami, big week for Dallas. It's like if you want to be considered one of the contenders, you got to start punching back against these teams that are in your weight class. We'll see it come Sunday morning. All right, Connor Allen of 4 for 4 joins us next. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. We break open modern-day conspiracies and tell you which elements may be the real deal. Like, did Bill Gates use COVID vaccines to microchip us all? We all do have tracking devices. Mm -hmm. We carry them around. We spend a lot of money on them. And what's actually on Hunter Biden's laptop? You are talking to the guy that has three of Hunter Biden's laptops and cell phone. And what did the deep state build under Denver airport? Do you think there are secret bunkers? That's just on my list of questions I have about Jesse Ventura. It's our mission to get to the heart of these conspiracy theories and figure out the why, the how, and especially the if. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. 
And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everybody, including sitting presidents. So join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before, tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with Mike Palm and Mike Pritchard. Now here is your host, Timmy Abbefei on VSN, the sports betting network. Don't forget on DraftKings Sportsbook this week, new customers can bet $5 and pocket $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Download the app and use the promo code VEGAS when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line on a football Friday. Femi Abebefe alongside Mike Pritchard hanging out here at the Circa Resort and Casino. And joining us now, our first guest here on the program is our buddy Connor Allen, sports betting manager over at 4 for 4 and Betspurts here to break down all things National Football League. Connor, we will get to your best bets and your props, but let's talk about last night. Steelers beat the Titans 20 to 16. Any big takeaways from Thursday night football? Femi, Mike, appreciate you having me on. Always good to talk some ball. Last night was interesting because the more that I watch Will Levis and the more that I watch this Titans team, I, I get excited with Will. It's not always a straight line with this guy. Like, it's basically a roller coaster. Every play, you're not sure what you're going to get. But I think that's fun. That's exciting in today's NFL where we have so many backup quarterbacks playing who just don't have much upside, who aren't willing to push the ball downfield. And so I think that kind of aggression and that kind of you know, approach is maybe not the best from a pure win loss perspective, but from a viewing perspective, I thought it was a pretty refreshing, you know, kind of breath of fresh air, uh, you know, heading into the week. Connor, I totally agree with you. And I'm glad you mentioned that uh, about the backup quarterback situation, because I not only what 12, 13 backup quarterbacks are now starting, uh, but the quality of play from the starters have been indicative of backup quality, backup quarterback quality. <laughs> yeah. So how do you not get overexcited, though? I mean, what we saw from Will Lev- Levis, I think there's upside. I think there's growth. But but I got to tone it down myself as a better and not get over overly excited. Yeah, it's going to be really tough, I think, especially as betters, because you're going to see the highs like we saw against Atlanta. You know, he threw three or four deep balls that looked perfect. Mm -hmm. You know, he showed his arm, arm strength against the Steelers. But at the same time, he also threw multiple close interceptions like mm -hmm. he wasn't all that accurate at times. So from a betting perspective, I think it's just extremely volatile. And then maybe I guess leaning into that and betting in certain volatile situations, maybe taking alternate spreads, alternate totals, either way, could probably be the best way because the upside's there. It's just on a week to week basis. I'm not sure that we're going to be able to predict uh, at least well, what we're going to get. Yeah, maybe the upside is there for the Tennessee Titans to possibly sneak in as a seven seed. Who knows here with the play of Will Levis in the second half of the season. We're hanging out with Connor Allen, sports betting manager at 4 for 4 and Betsperts. Well, let's get to some of your best bets. And the first one, Sunday night football marquee matchup, Bills at the Bengals. You're going to the total in this one. Right now, I'm seeing the total sitting at 50 and a half. What do you like in this one? Yeah, this keeps moving up and up. I got in pretty early, but I still like this over here at, four, at 50 and a half. When we look at this Buffalo defense there, they've been depleted by injury. And in the last four games, they're 28th in success rate, bottom three in EPA per play. And that's come against the Bucks, Giants, Jags, and Patriots. Now they face a Cincinnati team. They're coming out of their bye. Joe Burrow looked much better looked much healthier. And the key for me was that he was lining up under center. They were able to execute some play action. They were able to hand the ball off under center. And this allowed them to push the ball a little bit further downfield. And I think that kind of helps unlock this offense as a whole. So great matchup. I think since he's healthy, I think this, this total goes over. And I also think that Cincinnati's defense has been a little bit disappointing here, uh, you know, in some facets, especially their run defense. So give me the over in this game specifically. Yeah. And also specific plays too, Connor, when you look at uh, your best bets, I mean, Dalton Kincaid over 38 and a half receiving yards uh he is uh he's a receiving tight end we all know that but he's he's really stepping into his zone i mean that that really has attracted you for one of your best bets as well yeah, loved all the Kincaid overs. Uh, we're looking at 38 and a half. I think he can play alternate overs as well. Mm. I just don't think this line is adjusted enough to his new usage because we saw Dawson Knox go out uh, in the last two weeks. 
I mean, Dalton Kikade has eight catches for 75 yards, five catches for 65 yards, and what was a tough matchup. Now he gets a much easier matchup. Dawson Ox is still out. Kincaid ran a route on 85% of dropbacks last week. So I think the upside here in a game that I expect to be back and forth is pretty substantial because Kincaid doesn't just line up in line. He lines up in the slot. He lines up out wide. So I could see a massive game here for him. Let's go down to the ATL where we'll have two new starting quarterbacks for the Minnesota Vikings. It's going to be Jaron Hall, we think. Maybe an outside chance of Josh Dobbs, but for the Atlanta Falcons, they have benched Desmond Ritter and are now turning to Taylor Heineke. Do you see this Falcons offense being a little bit more explosive with Heineke at quarterback now, or is it going to be kind of more of the same of what we've seen up to this point of the season? Well, I think this game state is going to be pretty gross because, like you mentioned, it's going to be two backup quarterbacks, potentially Jaron Hall here. I expect both teams to go extremely run heavy. So I like Taylor Heineke to go under his passing yardage prop. We're looking at, I believe, 215 at this point. Um, I think this is, should be closer to 210 and a half because the Falcons also will be without Drake London, who was just announced about an hour ago, who won't be there. And not to mention this Vikings defense. I don't think they're particularly good, but they love to blitz and they lead the league in blitz area right now over 50% of the time against the blitz in 2022. Taylor Heineke completed just 57% of his passes for around six yards per attempt. And that was with Terry McLaurin. Now his best options are, you know, Kyle Pitts, Johnu Smith, uh, you know, Van Jefferson. So I, I think with like a run focused game plan for both sides, probably going to see limited passing volume and probably just uneven play from a guy like Heineke in, in his first start this season. You know, it's interesting, Connor, because you look at the personnel for Atlanta too, and you wonder well, Arthur Smith uh, and, and what's going on there. Now you change quarterbacks. Like is B. John Robinson going to have a bigger role? Cordell Patterson, uh, you know, some of the, the things that they can do from a high percentage standpoint, you wonder if those type of guys are going to be implemented in offense a little bit more as well. Yeah, I would have to think that Bijan Robinson would be more involved at this point, especially, you know, people have been frustrated ever since the headache game uh, a couple <laughs> weeks ago where inexplicably he seemed fine. It was not in the injury report and then, you know, had like one or two carries the entire game. Mm. So I would think without Drake London, maybe they use Bijan more in the passing game. But like you said, it could be Cordero Patterson. They seem very content or Arthur Smith seems very content on doing whatever he wants to do. He does not care about anything that anyone in the media, anyone fantasy football betters have to say about anything because he will just do whatever he he thinks is going to, you know, make the most for his team. And I, and I have my own questions there, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. Arthur Smith seems like a great guy to have a beer with. I mean, just, <laughs> just get this guy out of my face, sure. please. <laughs> How about the Bears and Saints game right now? New Orleans is an eight and a half point favorite, total 41, but you're targeting uh, Cole Komet's prop. <clears throat> yeah, I, I take a lot of unders, so you know I apologize in advance for the viewers who are maybe not familiar. But I like Colt Komet to go under his receiving prop. I know he just crushed last week. The Bears are rolling out Tyson Badgen again. If we re rewind to two weeks ago, Cole Komet saw zero targets. And then now he plays against, uh, you know, a team here in the Saints that plays a ton of man defense. If we're looking at those splits here, Kokomet's averaging over nine yards per target against zone defenses, against man defenses this year, just 2.7 yards per target. Uh, I really expect the Bears to have a tough time moving the ball in general against a physical Saints defense. And so when we factor all that in here, the Saints defense also fifth against the position in DVOA. So I, I expect Cole to go under his prop here of 30 and a half receiving yards. Mm -hmm. We talked about it a little bit here earlier in the show, but obviously a big week with the marquee matchups that we have in the NFL so far this week. I mean, we have Dolphins, Chiefs, you got the Bengals and the Bills, Cowboys, Eagles, Seahawks, Ravens. Like this seems like a really big week for the MVP market. Are there any bets that you're looking to make before we get to the marquee matchups on Sunday in the MVP market? Yeah, I played some Joe Burrow uh, MVP. It's like 20 to one. You know, I obviously he was not good early in the season. And I think that if they go on a roll here, if they go on a run, they win the division. I think the betters are, are not betters. Uh, voters are going to be very forgiving of, you know, kind of those early season woes because you can easily write off, write it off. It was injury. It was you know, the team not playing well altogether. And now they're back. If they get a statement win here against Buffalo, which they're favored to do right now, I think can go a long way in the MVP markets. But I also think on the other hand, that if you think Buffalo is going to win that Josh Allen relative to the market, I think is pretty good odds here because you have these guys up top Tua Tungavailoa, Trevor Lawrence, Jalen Hurts, you know, we're all kind of Patrick Mahomes. We're all like a little bit closer towards the top. I think that they're all a little bit fragile. The arguments for those guys, I think are a little bit weak in my mind. Um, whereas, Guys like Joe Burrow and Josh Allen, there's still plenty of time in the season, I think, to turn it around. You're getting significantly better value on the odds. Connor, yeah. what about metrics? Like right now, this time of year, too, you know, we're in November, you know, a lot of things kind of change, kind of like the NBA. Things change as you get closer and closer. What after the All-Star break, right? Uh, major League Baseball, we all know the shifts in different major sports leagues. Uh, any metrics or anything that you start to lean on or, or highlight for yourself uh, as a better as we are now in November football? 
Yeah, I think that's a, that's a great question. I think contextualizing all the metrics is really important and understanding, like I think the Bills uh, handicap that I just provided a little bit ago was pretty key because you have this Bills defense, on the whole, their metrics look fine, right? On the whole season, you're like, okay, this team's pretty good. But then if you zoom in and focus on, okay, well, they actually lost a couple of guys here. How have they been doing since they lost those guys? You know, it's a big difference. And same with this Bengals team here, this Bengals yeah. offense here. If you look at that early season at all, like you're probably looking at this team, you're like, ah, oh, well, you know, their offense is not that good. But if you, again, focus in on what we've seen recently, focusing on the changes that have been made, Joe Burrow getting healthy, I think that's where you can contextualize some of the statistics like EPA success rate, things like that yeah. uh, going forward and, you know, find an edge potentially. Yeah. yeah, you almost have to kind of throw out all the Bengals metrics from before the bye week, which yeah. is kind of crazy. Yeah. It's like the only metric that we have and the data point that we have is them beating up the San Francisco 49ers last <laughs> Sunday. He is Connor Allen. Check out all of his work over at BetSports and 4 for 4. Connor, we appreciate the insight as always, man. Be well and good luck with the bets. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Let's make some money this weekend. Absolutely. Amen to that. Yes. Let's make some money this weekend. <laughs> like in Joe Burrow, 20 to 1. It does mm -hmm. feel like, Pritch, that mm -hmm. this week is sort of like kind of not last call before you make your MVP bets, but it feels like a really pivotal one to where based on what results we find out on Sunday, there's going to be a massive shift in the market. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think uh, and it's not really recency bias, but I guess it kind of is. A little bit. Uh, because you have a Cincinnati Bengals team uh, with a healthy receiving core. Uh, averaging almost 28 yards, 28 points a game. They're 27 points, a little over 27 points a game right now in the last few games. So uh, to Connor's point, uh, I mean, uh, they're starting to get it in gear, starting to get hot. And there's the reigning MVP, Patrick Mahomes, yeah. who's playing in a game with a total of 50. <laughs> Maybe he'll put up some good numbers. We'll get to some other marquee matchups to start our number two of the Lombardi Line. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. Anyone can just start screaming about microchips and Jewish space lasers, but it's our mission to remove the bull and get down to what's real. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts.